I'm Stephen Adams. This is Down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. Welcome to Down to Dunk. Host Andrew Schlecht, we're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and feature on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. It is an emergency pod because the Thunder have traded Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets in the most heartless trade ever. I don't, I, we're trying to process this still. I've got Jay Smith on the line, I've got Taylor Dickerson, and I've got Alex Spears on the line. Trying to break this down in a way that makes sense. Jay, am I just rooting for laundry now? What What is going on? It, it is the end of an 11-year era in Oklahoma City. And it feels weird. And to do... It feels odd and bad. And to do it by <laughs> bringing on Chris Paul... And sending Russ to the Thunder was just like, or to the Rockets was like the most like, I think that's what sent the entire Thunder fan base into um, hell tonight. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Like, I just can't believe it. I think we got to hear from Alex because we've talked about the, the idea of it. And when I brought that topic up, you just made noises into the microphone. Like, just like... I'm just glad I didn't promise anything because I had promised that if they'd gotten Jimmy Butler, I was going to buy a customized Daryl Morey Houston Rockets jersey. But this was so unbelievable. Like I actually, I originally tweeted that because I actually thought they could get Jimmy Butler. I thought it'd be funny to have to buy a jersey. This was so out of the realm of possibility to me that I didn't even want to make a fake bet because it's like, <laughs> what's the point? It's not even going to happen. Yeah, look, Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not going to get Russ. Yeah, they have no way to get Russ. Okay, so he's not going to take Chris Paul. Woj bomb. Dude, Alex, when I found out that they traded Russ to Houston, I immediately thought of what you said on one of the Wednesday pods when you said one of the worst outcomes that could happen is they trade Russ to Houston and they win a championship. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think Houston might actually be worse somehow. But... Uh, I thought about that, and I thought about you. Thank you. Have you seen? Yeah, uh, have you seen uh, Taylor Pete's uh, tweet? So he tweeted four days ago. If the Rockets the trade Russ, he's a writer. He's a Rockets writer. <laughs> That's a good question. I didn't know. That, I didn't know who he was before. But let me read the tweet before you just jump to conclusions. If Russ, if the Rockets trade for Russell Westbrook, I'll tattoo his MVP season averages on my face. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I'm glad I didn't do something like that. Is Matt Moore? Matt been retweeted 2,300 times. Matt Moore has just been posting like all of these Rockets hate tweets against Russell Westbrook. Like he's just been retweeting <laughs> all of them. It's great. Well, I, well, I thought about this earlier. Is like we thought if if you think Russell Westbrook's reputation is bad nationally right now. It could possibly get worse now that he's on Houston. And if they go out, say they they lose in the first round, it's all going to be put on Russ. Yeah, if they go in the first round, it'll all be about how he has three more seasons left after next season. Yeah, and he's ruining James Harden's career. 
playoff career, and they shouldn't have done it. What do we really think about that team, about that Rockets team? Because I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And like the, I don't know. the Chris Paul and and Harden worked some, but some of it was because you know Chris Paul's a good shooter and can shoot off the ball pretty well, and they can kind of trade off. But like playing together, they clashed so much this year. I mean, part of like that collapse with the Thunder in OKC, that last game against Houston, where the Thunder ended up winning on that buzzer beater, was that Chris Paul and James Harden were fighting like that whole time, and like. I think the the mesh. Obviously, I think Houston upgraded their talent. I think that's first and foremost. Russell Westbrook is way better than Chris Paul is, but I just don't understand the fit. Like I just don't. I'm just not quite getting it. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the totally different players, totally different play styles, totally different points of their career. But when LeBron and Dwayne Wade teamed up, it like didn't really make sense. And even towards the end, like it didn't really make sense, but they kind of made it work just because they were both so individually good and they eventually figured it out. And maybe that will happen with Harden and Russ, but they're at such a different point of their career. I mean, these guys have been playing the way they've been playing for almost a decade now. And so it's hard for, they're going to have highlight plays. They're going to have amazing highlights next year. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, I think it's mainly on Harden because I don't know if how how much Russ is gonna or how good he's gonna be off ball. Whereas I think like Harden could be good off ball if he wanted to be. He's a great shooter, so it could work that way. And they'll split them up. They'll stagger them as much as they can, and we'll see what happens. I mean, listen, Russell Westbrook in a seven seconds or less system, kicking out to shooters. That's what we've always wanted. Like that's what we wanted in OKC for these last couple of years. And we never really got the fully formed version. So I think there's a scenario where it works for Russ in Houston, but I think what I think Harden's going to have to significantly change his game. Well, yeah, be, it, be off ball a little bit more. Is that kind of what you're... And I don't know if that's what you want. Like James Harden almost was the MVP last season. Almost and I'm asking two him years like, in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah, four years in a row. Three of the last four years. So I don't think that's what you really want, but I think that's the way it could most easily work. Well, and that's what Chris Paul was getting mad about was Houston was best when James Harden just had the ball and controlled everything that they did, and it pissed Chris Paul off. Like, how is that How is that any better with Russell Westbrook? And also, you mentioned Dwayne Wade and LeBron, uh, and those Heat teams had better players on the team with those two as well. Yeah. Like, they had Chris Bosh, and they had, like, depth. This Houston team does not have depth. Dude, they have, like, I'm looking at their roster that's ready to go next year. It's like Gary Clark, Chris Chioza, Michael Fraser, (laughs) Isaiah Hardenstein, William McDowell-White, Shamori Pons, and then P.J. Tucker. Like, they don't have anyone. And and they haven't played seven seconds or less. Like, James Harden doesn't play seven seconds or less. That team hasn't played seven seconds or less since Mike D'Antoni's been their coach. Like, that, they, they, they play, like... Seven seconds left on the shot clock is what they play. They don't play seven seconds or less. And so, I I mean, you would be asking, say, you would have to say, all right, James, we're going to play seven seconds or less means that you don't have the ball like you have. And he's like, what? I was the best player in the league last year. Like, why would you do that? Like, I, I took this team that was awful at the beginning of the season and made them one of the best teams in the NBA by myself. 
Like, why Why would I change? I, that's where I just don't really quite get it. I know they're buddies. I know that. And that's... And we can pivot back to Russell. That's, that's pretty substantial, though. Like, What, what hurts the... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. That I don't know. I, I, being friends, is, that's great. But when it comes to playing basketball and making it work, I think that it's I, I think that's it's a weird fit. I think they upgraded their talent, but they've got a lot to figure out. And not a lot yeah, of time. I, not a lot of time. No, and I think what you'll see is this team will be – I think they'll – they will figure some stuff out in the regular season and they'll get wins because it'll be more of a trade-off. Like, all right, you do yours. I'll do mine. You do yours. I'll do mine. And they'll play. So, I mean, obviously they'll play together in spurts and, and Russell be more of a slasher if he's off ball and whatever, like they'll make it work in the, in the regular season. I think playoffs, I think it'll be problematic. Like, especially when defenses tighten up, whenever you get down late in games, like, and Russ, I, to be fair, like I know the national media doesn't want to believe this, but Russ, I mean, Russ gave the keys to the Thunder late in games to Paul George primarily. You know, like so it's it's one of those things where Russ at least somewhat is recognizing where he is in his career, and so it is one of those things where I could see him at least kind of uh, you know stepping to the side to let James Harden be James Harden, but it, I don't know. The, the fit, I think that's immediately what a lot of people thought of, is how the fit just felt, feels weird. It just doesn't feel, like, because he can't shoot. Like, Russ doesn't shoot. Yeah. Well, he oh, shoots. He shoots. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't make three-point <laughs> shots. It's, it's just, it's an odd fit. It's going to be a weird team to watch. How, how did you guys feel when the news dropped that his preferred destination was Houston? Because at first I was like, whoa, like, you know, this was kind of a heartless move by Sam Presti. You know, maybe it's because he felt like he was getting the best picks that he could get. And, you know, if Miami really wasn't willing to give up any of those young guys, then, like, you don't do a deal with Miami. Like, that's what happens because you already have their picks. Like, you have what you want out of them already. And if you could extract more, awesome. If they're saying, take our big contracts back. You, oh, you can have Goran Dragic's expire. Like, no, like, screw that. Like, we want, we need more so that we can build for the future. And if that was their case, that was the case, and they just used Miami's leverage, then that's fine. Like, I think Sam might have gotten the best deal available. But then, like, it it kind of, like, stings a little bit that he's like, I, I don't want to play in Oklahoma City. I want to play with that team. Right. <laughs> you know, I want to play with that team the most miserable team that the team that we've hated the most the team that Wednesday has been basically based around hating that team right like that's where the guy that like we love the guy that we have cheered on for years and years the guy that we've defended for years the guy that they have hated for years the guy that to this day they are so mad that Russell won the 2017 MVP like they are still mad about it and now that we traded him to that team, I feel like I have to say within this era and Thunder fans or Thunder players leaving, I have to keep saying that team because it's like Kevin leaves, he goes to Golden State. Oh, that that sucks. Now Russell leaves and he goes to Houston? Like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's it's just an unbelievable end to the era and just the way that everything is broken down. Like, I just... when. When all those rumors were happening, you thought, oh, Daryl Morey is just trying to get his foot in the door again and make his fan base feel like he's trying to get superstars. Real cool, Daryl. 
and then it happens. Like I just I was I hadn't prepared I was preparing myself for a Miami trade that included two of three of those guys. And I thought that's a good return for Russell. I had not really prepared myself for a Chris Paul back to Oklahoma City and picks. Like I had not I don't think anybody was prepared for that and prepared for it to happen so soon. My mom was she's she's pumped. Psych. Well, she loves Chris Paul. Does she really? Yes. I called her and I told her what happened and she was bummed. And then I told her we got Chris Paul and she was like, Oh, I loved him so much. He's such a sweet young man. My wife, my wife, she was back in the day when, you know, the Hornets were here and she just went to all the games with a friend of her whose dad had tickets through Chesapeake and she was like, oh my God, Chris Paul. I loved Chris Paul. I was like, that was 12 years ago and now we all hate him. Yeah, yeah now he's, he's proof, the worst. He's proved to be uh, quite an issue in every single damn locker room he's been in. And also, big screw you to Daryl Morey, man, because he has been leading the charge on the Russell Westbrook sucks deal mm-hmm. to all of his media friends for this whole time you mentioned his MVP race and it's like, dude, Daryl Morey was the one saying Russell Westbrook didn't deserve that. And now he has him. Now he's got him. I just can't believe it. Do you remember just, just for a second, I had a buddy who texted me and he was like, dude, listen to the fry pod in hindsight. Like not even a week ago. We were talking about like, you know, peripheral pieces and health and I mean it like that's the thing that's the most stunning. Like I feel like and I think uh Worldwide Wob or whatever his name, Rob, I don't know what his name is, but he mentioned he's like the Thunder were just over there minding their business, OKC fans just minding their business, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just dragged us into this nightmarish I mean, in one week because of that decision. Now you can say whatever you want to, like Shams had that report that both players are discontent and Mark Spears just off the cuff set on the jump, which I don't think these guys really recognize that we just like aggregate, like what they say we think is real. So Mark Spears on the jump was it yesterday says that what, from what he heard, I think Russ wanted out before Paul did. And so it's like all of this stuff where it's like in one week, in one week we kind of, and maybe it was fool's, fool's hope and i get that like i know you guys are way more pessimistic about this team going in this year than i was but you go from this place where it's like hey man this is their shot like go all in see what you can do maybe add some pieces see if you can trade steve and get this 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 to like literally like well they signed alec burks i i know <laughs> no, i remember <laughs> he's now a warrior i mean seriously I have never seen a drastic change like this so quickly. I mean, if you would have, I mean, July 4th, I'm sitting around with friends in a pool, like talking about, like, what can the Thunder do to improve? Who are they going to be? And it's July 11th, and Russell Westbrook is a rocket, and Paul George is a clipper. Well, and even considering the drastic change from, I think we already accepted, okay. We're going to trade, okay, Paul George is gone. We're going to trade Russell Westbrook. We're going to get back some nice young players. And we're going to be bad for a couple years, but you know what? It's time to reset and build these new players up, draft some draft some future superstars. And now what? Are we going to try to be good with Danilo Gallinari and Chris Paul? I think that is – and it, they may move forward with those guys. I, 
I think it's a giant, big, fat smoke screen is what I think it is. If the, if the Thunder are saying, oh, yeah, we'd love to compete with this team, that is such – I think it's such BS. I just don't think that's true. Uh, yeah, but what do you do with CP3? I mean, we spent the whole summer laughing at Houston because we the, all those trade that, rumors that came pro- out. That, that probably he, is the hardest the part about this. Yeah, <laughs> CP3 dem- demanded a trade. And then they all came out and said, oh, no, he didn't demand a trade. And we all laughed like, of course he did, but they just can't get anyone to take yeah. his contract. Well, here's the deal with that to me, is that the Rockets, you can't trade Chris Paul if you're the Rockets and and not get anything back that makes your team better. Like They just can't do that. If you're Oklahoma City now, this is where you can call Miami and ask for their crap players that are expiring. Like you, like you Goran Dragic... Uh, James Johnson and something else for Chris Paul. And you just, you're out of the money faster. It's the only objective, right? Yeah. You just pay for him this year and then, yeah, or yeah, you pay for the guys you get this year. What's hard though is like, do you just sit those guys? Like, what do you do? You can flip because them again. You can, you could flip Goran Dragic. He's got a year left. You, you think so? Okay. Yeah, you all can right, flip right. him. You can keep James Johnson on the roster, whatever. He's not going to affect your wins and losses, and then you can flip him in a year because he's expiring. I mean, yeah, doesn't doesn't Dragic have more value than CP3? Chris Paul's better than Goran Dragic. Goran no, but, contract but, is but in terms of thing. asset value, I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Chris Paul I mean, is we, still we, a good player, and and I think if you're Miami, they might they might do that. You know, they might do that. Talk about, I mean, Jimmy Butler goes to Miami thinking he's going to be the guy, and then all of a sudden he has Chris Paul in his locker room? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's awful. And, like, like the one-year contracts are fine. I, it, how many years are left on Chris Paul? Three years? Three That's years. That's what scares the hell out of me. If they didn't, sure, I'm hoping Sam Presti already knew, already had a team he could flip Chris Paul to. Before he did this, and that's well, why it took this many days. He doesn't. So have, one, he's not going to go into it without a plan. I'll tell you that. And one of the reports was that if I guess timing was maybe part of it, but Daryl was trying to find a third team to get Chris to to try to you know appease Chris for whatever blah 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 blah. And so that's what it just didn't work. It so it's Oklahoma City's. That's I can't remember who it was. That Ramona Shelburne that said that, or was it Woj? I think it was Woj mm-hmm. said that they were trying to get a third team involved to take on Chris Paul. But it just didn't work out. So, hey, talking oh. about timing, does anyone think it's weird that they did this trade when they knew Westbrook was about to go on stage in front of a bunch of likely Thunder fans <laughs> in Thunder? I in mean, the in me- Tulsa, and the media were already there for some, like more yeah. than normal media. Yeah, it's, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's weird. They they could have waited like four hours. Yeah. They could have dropped it one position. at one a.m. like the Paul George thing. Oh, I thought I'm, that was a little strange. I'm glad they did it not at one a.m. I'm not. I'm not cool with the one a.m. stuff. Yeah. So apparently, it, according to Trade Machine, which is not real, like you could just trade Chris Paul straight up for Goran Dragic and uh, Johnson, James Johnson, because the Thunder have the cap flexibility at this point. You don't have to match salaries exactly. You do though. They. They can't. Oh, because they're hard cap. They're hard right? cap. Yeah, they yeah. can't send out. Le- they can't send out more money. 
then they or, would acquire. They have, yeah, you have to match somehow. So okay, okay. So you'd have to add like Patrick Patterson or something to it, and yeah, if you let's see, if you added Myers Leonard and Patterson or something like that. Yeah, could, but at that point, like, dude. I mean, I guess it's you get you get one year, two years off of it, so you save two years at pretty extensive amount of money. But for me, I'm like, God, just a you're doing Miami a favor at that point if you're taking Myers Leonard or you're taking, but it's just two years left. I have to keep thinking that. And you break it up because, like, you could, it's easier to trade 11 million of in expiring contracts than it is 38. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Agree. Agree. So I think it's it'd be better to break it. I think it'd be better to break that up, and you just give SGA like I think, and it's it gets it gets lost because it's not that it's not the most important thing. Like the most important thing is that the Thunder no longer have Russell Westbrook on their team. You know, like that's like that's the biggest thing. It's it's a it's a it's a monumental thing that we are we are going into a summer where we're going to really try to process it. Because it's it's such a huge thing that you can't process in one podcast or one night or one week. Uh, it is it's a huge thing, but I think what gets lost and has been and will be lost really pro- maybe even until the Thunder play again is that Shea Gilgis Alexander is like super good <laughs> and he's a, he's gonna be a really fun player to watch and watch develop. Um, and they have they have him for a long time. And they have, I don't expect, a lot of people ask about Steven Adams, they have him. I think Gallinari is going to be gone. I think his he has value that you can get. Uh, I think they're going to try to t- trade Dennis Schroeder. I don't think it makes sense to have Schroeder on this team with or without Chris Paul. I think that you try to trade Dennis as well. Uh, and you basically move forward with a, this isn't your core because this isn't like who you want to build the team around because who you want to build the team around is not on the Thunder yet besides Shea and Steven, to me. Uh, but you start building with Steven, Shea, Terrence, Baisley, uh, Hami. Those are your guys, right? Well, that was a lot of courage for you to not say Deontay. Thank you. It was He was on the tip of my tongue. but Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think that's kind of the reality of where the Thunder are at. And, I mean, there's a... There's there's a chance that they're just say if they can't if they if you can't offload Chris Paul without Miami saying, Yeah, we'll do that, we'll take two first round picks, you say, Who no, we're not doing that. We're not giving you any of those picks. Uh you keep Chris Paul, you can even keep Gallo if you want, and you just play. Well, that was another one of my questions was is there a chance that this is going to be the team until like trade deadline? There's a chance. Yeah, sure there's a chance. That sucks. Sure there's a chance. Why does that suck, Taylor? Just cuz like I had already accepted like I was always I was ready to be a fan of a young guns team and now I have to watch stupid ass Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Chris is the worst. He's just the very worst. It's this is it's it's tough. It will be w- so weird seeing him in a Thunder jersey and it's going to be so painful. And Russell he's not going to jersey. like it. He doesn't want to be. There's no way he wants to be on this team. He just doesn't have okay, a choice. Okay, so I want to read a tweet from Sam Amick. 
from The Athletic. He said, Chris Paul's agent, Leon Rose, will talk to OKC GM Sam Presti in the coming days to determine what's next. If CP wants to go to Miami to join Jimmy Butler, it's clear there's a deal to be done there. The Thunder would engage and have interest. Oh. See, I mean, and who knows what who knows what that looks like. I think it'd be it would center around a Goran Dragic for Chris Paul trade is what it would I'd, was what it would center on, right? I'd rather I'd so much rather have that. I'd so much rather have players that are expiring that we don't care about. Yeah. And and just let these guys let SGA play thirty five minutes a game. Okay. Dude, I think Goran Dragic, like he had a bad year last year, but he was a all star two years ago. He was injured last year, but if he came back and you played him in the early season and he looked like Dragic again, like how is that not a an amazing trade asset at the trade deadline? Like a starting caliber point guard who was an all star two years ago, good shooter. Like I would love to have that asset. Yeah. Have as seen... opposed to watching Chris Paul for the next three years. It, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great point because you can you can keep him and Gallinari, and you give them a ton of shots. And because there's an arms race going on right now in the Western Conference, right? Yeah. And it's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I know. I know you were making fun of me. No, um, I kind of am, but also I do believe that it's. Crazy. But it is crazy because like there's a lot of teams that would love to make the playoffs, and there are not enough spots for guys. And yeah. even in the Eastern Conference, there's going to be teams that are going to be like, "Yeah, we'd like to have Goran Dragic," or "Yeah, we'd like to have Danilo Gallinari." You know, and you say, okay, well, surrender a player that is young that won't help you this year or give us draft picks. Hey, Reggie Jackson and Seiko Dumbuya, and we wave Reggie Jackson immediately. He never <laughs> steps foot in our airport, and we get Dumbuya. That'd yeah. Honestly, like, that's, that's, a great, that's a great trade. And you basically, like, trade, you know, Chris Paul's arms and legs for Seiko Dumbuya. Yeah. Yeah, and then Blake Griffin breaks his hand on purpose, so he never has to play with Chris Paul again. No, no, Goran Dragic would be his point guard. <laughs> in in the what? fake trade that led to a fake trade. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah sorry, we're we're like two steps ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> you always are. You always are. Oh man, you guys want me to to uh, read the uh, the assets that the Thunder have now in draft picks? Yeah, read them real slow. Okay, really slow. Here we go. It's. If, if I do it too hey, slow, every, it everybody forever. out there, put this on half speed right now. Everybody, go half speed. First turn on a little picks. Turn the lights city. off. Close the curtains. Uh, uh, okay, the Thunder own their own pick <laughs> in 2020 if it's between 1 and 20, which it will be. Uh, they own Denver's if it's 11 through 30, which it will be. Uh, so that's two first rounders in this next draft. Woo! 2021, they'll own two draft picks, um, one with Oklahoma City's own, and they have a pick swap with Houston if Houston somehow just craters. And they have uh, swap rights with, hold on, oh no, they have Miami's pick in 2021, which is a good pick. 2022, and that's unprotected, right? That one is unprotected, yes. That's, that could be a, a nice pick. We just don't know what Miami will look like. Especially though. now they don't have Westbrook. What's up? <laughs> what's, what's up, Miami? Uh, 2022, they have their own. And they have the Clippers pick in, in 2022, unprotected. 2023, they have their own and have the rights to swap with the Clippers if they so choose. And they have Miami's 
uh, if it's 15 through 30. 2024, they have their own, and the Clippers Unprotected. 2020, no, they have three. They have their own, the Clippers Unprotected, and Houston's Protected if it lands at 5 through 30. 2025, they have their own, and they have swap rights with the Clippers or Houston, which will be really interesting. And whenever, I mean, that's still so far away. I'm going to be so old then when we're talking on the podcast about whether they want to swap with the Clippers or the Rockets. Um, yeah, you're gonna be a grand a grandpa, but dude, yeah. I might wow. be. Yeah, it'll be crazy. Dude, my my son will be like 12, and that's not okay in my brain. Uh, 2026, they'll have their own. The Clippers and Houston's pick, and that took me forever to read. And that's what they gained all of that in like the last like five days, which is just it's crazy. So crazy. It's it's also crazy because you think about what they got for KD. You know, list list those things off. <laughs> Let me list all the things they got for Kevin Durant when he left. What did he get? Sorrow. An MVP. Sorrow. You God. got a two year later teardown of the entire franchise. They did, they did get an MVP out of it. That is true. MVP, yeah. y'all. That's pretty good. Triple oh. double season. Can we can we talk about? How sweet it would have been as Russell Westbrook fans if he had just gone to the Heat. Like, the Heat would have had, in the playoffs, they would have had two cities that would be Heat fans in the East. Yeah. Like, it would be amazing if if Russell Westbrook was on the Heat. <laughs> and I think they'd be good. It, it's a better fit than this. The Heat have a better team and more depth than Houston. Yeah. It would be great. And it wouldn't God. be Houston. That's the that's the main thing. Is that it wouldn't be the Rockets. Like that team. That's the team. That's the team. Why? I don't God. like. I just. It's. It just doesn't sit well. It like feels it, so bad. It, it does. feels like diarrhea. It feels like diarrhea in my heart. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's emotional diarrhea. Jay, what do you a, Jay? What do you think? Uh, Jay, like you've you've been mostly mostly quiet here. I need to know so, more. I mean, for me, like I conceded the night Paul George was traded at one thirty in the morning. I said, "Well, this is it," and so I'd been preparing. Like it sucks, man. Like it sucks for a lot of reasons. And and I talked to I, I text a little bit about this throughout the week, but like. There's no way, and I'm not. I'm not one of these guys because you see all these people that are like they had these four players and they didn't win it. It's like there's so many nuance to that conversation that that nobody wants to have, right? Like injuries and Katie leaving, and you know, bad luck here and scorched earth clay in Game Six, and James Harden won to be his own guy. Like there's so many things I can talk you through to make you think like, oh, well, it wasn't like they just didn't try, you know. Um, but for me, it, it it's hard to not feel at the end of this era a sense of um, letdown a little bit to me. Like as as great as it was, it was fun to be a fan for a majority of the time that that this team has been here. But it's also hard to see all that you had and all of the um, I don't know all the talent that came through this team and not and and really the end of this era and think. This team didn't get a championship. And I know it's hard. Like, that's just the proof. You want the proof that winning a championship is hard? Like, look at this Thunder team over the last 10 years. But um, 
but I knew it was coming. And so like, it's weird. The Chris Paul thing, like it, whatever it doesn't because the thunder will be so far out of it. And I don't think the Rockets are going to win the championship. It's kind of just like a fine Russell's happy, you know, who cares? Like we'll move Chris Paul and the thunder will start to rebuild. And it doesn't really, I don't think the Rockets are going to be great. Like people are like, Oh, how awful is it going to be if Harden and Russ win this championship this year? It's like, dude, they're, they're not going to win the championship yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, who are you guys? Who are you guys rooting for in a Western Conference Final between the Rockets and the Warriors this year? <laughs> Warriors? No. Uh, the Warriors uh, won't make it. The Warriors won't uh, be that good. What do we? Okay, so people are like, "I'm gonna root for Russ no matter what." Is is that? Do we feel that way when he's on that team? You're allowed to, but I I don't want to. I don't like when people say, oh, you're just rooting for laundry. Like, no, I'm rooting for my city. I'm rooting for the city I grew up in. Yeah. Like, Houston is our biggest rival, like, or at least in my mind. <laughs> 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 in my mind and forever. But, like, no, I'm rooting for Oklahoma City. Like, Russ isn't on Oklahoma City anymore. And it would have been way easier if he was not only in Miami but in the East. Yeah. Like, then it's a lot easier because, like, it's just t- – it feels like separate leagues almost. Yeah. Dude, but, like – I've invested too much in hating the Rockets. Just give it all up now. Can't go back now. It's too late. Right. That's the point of no return. We're all Clippers I've, fans, right? Yeah. No, I hate the Clippers too. Well, who do you really? Who are you, who are you rooting I'm for going to the, the East, playoffs? man. I'm going to be a Philly fan this year. Dude, but like, think about if Russ and Jimmy were on the Heat with that Heat team. I know. Would it surprise you if they won the East? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be a surprise, but it wouldn't be like the crit. It, it's I mean, not shocking. It'd be less surprising than us winning the West. <laughs> I had somebody, uh, Sarah Macaroni, asked, "Why do bad things happen to good people?" Anyone want to take that one on? Is that about us? Are we no, good people? No, no, it's like the Thunder organization. Why do bad things happen to good people? That's her Twitter question. Oh, it's because God didn't really set up the world or the universe to benefit good people. <laughs> Until <laughs> until we move on to whatever's after this. Yes. And keep going. At, you know, Zach, at Zach whether Diesel. Whether you believe in a literal hell or not. <laughs> at Zach, at Zach Diesel. something to be said philosophically <laughs> about what hell really is. At Zach Diesel 18 asked, is this fun? This is not fun. This is something. These are things happening, but it's not fun. No. If they trade very this is exciting. this will be fun. It's, it's a throwback to... All of our desire for 2018 to be a fun season. So <laughs> it's a it's a direction. The Thunder have clearly chosen a direction, and it, it this part is the most painful part, right? This part and probably losing for the next year, or two years, or whatever, however long it takes. Like that's it's the most painful part. But you do get to see a young team with no expectations. Playing in your city, building up, you have all the assets in the world. And people are completely mistaken when they say things like, oh, Houston will never be that bad. Well, oh, the Clippers will never be that It's not about that. It's never been about that. Right now, the Thunder, whoever, whatever superstar gets mad and says, I don't want to play for this team anymore, the first team that that team is going to call is the Oklahoma City Thunder and say, hey guys, you've got 
15 first-round picks in the next seven drafts. <laughs> Can you give us five? And then the Thunder literally have 10 more picks. If they give up five first-round picks, they'd still have 10 more. So, like, to me, I'm looking at the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are not going to make the playoffs this year. And Carl Anthony Towns is beginning his new contract. And there's, I just will, I find him to be a very interesting player that's young. And with the amount of player movement that's been happening, I, would anybody be shocked if Carl Towns asked for a trade? I mean, no. I, I wouldn't. And then if you're Minnesota, like, what do you have to, what do you have? Like, you don't have anything left. I mean, you're going to throw the ball down to Gor- Gorgie Jang? Like, you're just not. You're going to call the Thunder and you're going to say, hey, Give us seven of your picks. And the Thunder say, fine, because that is not even half of our picks. <laughs> and you can make a deal <laughs> to get Andrew, to get a guy like that. I mean, Andrew, that's, we that's still, what the we, treasure trove is for. you got to save some picks for Bradley Beal. You can, give the other, <laughs> you, can give the other, you can give the other eight to them. I Dude, mean, wow. if, if somehow this turns into Cat and Bradley Beal... That's all I've heard from today's podcast. Yeah. Wow. I'm just saying that there's going to be, there's always the next star that wants out, right? Okay. Are you reporting? Reporting live from my office in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, technically Yukon, where I'm on Canadian County, just right on the line there, that (laughs) Thunder would like to be good someday. Yes. And this is why the way they did it, as as painful as it is right now, believe me, what would be way more painful is if they had played out these next two seasons and then had this moment because they wouldn't have gotten all these picks at that point and they wouldn't have gotten Shea at that point. And so what you're talking about chasing someone like Cat, well, that makes a huge difference when you already have a young core and maybe none of those young core are the future star of Oklahoma City. But if you have young role players – that grow into those roles over the next couple of years, and then you make a move for a major guy like Carl Anthony Towns, who's already played in a smallish market. I know Minneapolis is bigger than Oklahoma City, but it's not like you're taking him away from L.A. It's not like he's expressed anything about wanting to go to L.A. You bring in a guy like that, you pair him up with all these other young guys who are already grown into their roles, Like that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Instead of having mm-hmm. to start from the bare, the barest of bottoms, right. which is what, like, the Washington Wizards are doing other than having Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, you it it's not the position that we thought the Thunder would be in. It's not the position that you would wish for at the beginning of the summer like you thought like okay, if they could just get one more piece or if they could make a good deal for Adams or if they could what whatever they could do, you run it back because you just don't know. And, you know, you have basically all you have is like two star pairings, right? All across the league, and that's what you've got. And the Thunder, they have to. Great. Do you think that they can, you know, get the right supporting cast around them? And then all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled out from under you with Paul George says, uh, hey, I'd rather go play with that guy. And you don't have a choice. But you're right, Alex. In two years, you don't have that option. If you're like, okay, we're just going to run this thing, and as long as it goes, Paul George leaves, you get nothing. By that point, Russell Westbrook is not going to get you two first-round picks and two pick swaps. That's when you probably do have to 
if you even trade Russell Westbrook, which you probably don't, and which you probably just kind of turn into like what the Lakers were. I think it it would look a lot like the Lakers did when Kobe was finishing up his career. Yeah, and you, you maybe maybe get some cool games out of Russ, you know, before he retires, and then like, what do you got? Yeah, but also no championships. Like at least Kobe had championships there. Exactly. Like that no made that made sense. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And you're right because Kobe was going to be belo- was beloved by that team, by that organization, by that city worldwide. Loved because he brought them several championships. What was it five championships? Great. Five. Russell Westbrook was not going to bring a championship to Oklahoma City, and the noise around that is whoops, I almost knocked my mic over. The noise around that would be, man, nobody wants to play with Russell. Look at him all by himself out there. Like, nobody wants to play with him. Oh. Cool. He, did he get another triple-double? Well, that's cool. But did he win? Pfft, I don't know. Probably not. That guy's not a winner. And they just drag him through the mud. And, you know, I, I don't want that for Russ. And I don't want that for us. Like, I don't want that for anybody. Like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants Russell dragged through the mud and you just hanging on to his coattails trying to defend him for the next five years. Because when the the minute that that Paul George told Sam Presti that he wanted out, that's what that was the track that you were going to be on if you're going to keep Russell. Is everybody in Oklahoma City is just drugged through the mud with Russell, and I don't think that is fair to Russell because he's a much better player. He is so much better than anybody realizes, I think, and that's just because people don't like his style of play. People get their feelings hurt by him, whatever it is. People don't like him. But he's much better than what people believe. But I just think that this was it, it was becoming a bad place for him to be. And I hate that Houston is where he wanted to be. I hate it. But if that's where he thinks he can go to find happiness, that's fine. The Thunder got good assets back for him. Where a lot of people were saying, like Zach Lowe was saying, like if you could just get out from under his contract, great. And we we seen like what is the difference between the value in Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul's contracts? Well, it's it's two first round picks, and it's two pick swaps. And that's quite a bit, because a lot of teams can't get that much for their stars, and the Thunder did. And it remains to be seen whether they're going to be able to trade Chris Paul's contract. There's some people that are reporting that Chris Paul is going to stay. There's some people reporting that he's going to get traded. I I would be surprised if he stuck around. I think that he would want a situation where he can compete. I think that he would want a situation where he is... I just don't think Oklahoma City is a place for him. So if they can find a, a trade to Miami where you basically... All you're doing is splitting up his contract and making it shorter. I think that that is the best thing for Chris Paul, too. Because I don't think the best thing for Chris Paul is Oklahoma City. I don't. I think the best thing for, for him is to win. And the best thing for Oklahoma City is to just have a way out of his contract. Um, is there a chance that if they trade Chris Paul to the Heat, that they could include Gallinari? Like do like a mega trade? Well, like Gallinari and Chris Paul, and then you could actually get some young uh, assets back from Miami that they didn't want to give up anyway. And then the Heat are like legit. Yeah, in the east, Butler, CP, and Gallinari. You just can't yeah. make the money work. Like it's almost impossible. So, I mean, yeah, you have Gallo to so sixty-one much, huh? million dollars. How much is Gallo's contract? Twenty-two point six, dude. Oh, mother oh, yeah. of God! 
Okay, here's how you get there. I'm working on it. You'd have to... Oh, this is gross. Uh, Goran Dragic, James Johnson, Kelly Olenek, Dion Waiters. Just (laughs) about worth it. Yes, just about Just about gets you there. Oh, oh, throw me in a Derek Jones Jr., and you're right there, baby. You can flip a couple of those. Oh, hey. Listen to this. Just just hang on. I don't think the Thunder want to do this because the trade machine is reporting, reporting live from my office, that the trade machine says that the Thunder would win five more games and the Heat would lose 17 more games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, they're not hey, going to so- do that. I would rather keep Gallinari and flip him at the trade deadline. That's when he's going to be valuable. That's when people are going to yeah. be like, that's... So my only question about that, Andrew and, and Alex and... Taylor, y'all can answer this, obviously. But so, what do you do? Like, who will have the money? Like, everybody's cash strapped, especially if you're contending. Like, what do you do to how do how do teams make those moves to add a guy like Gallo at the trade deadline? Like, Lakers can't get the money to get there. Like, Clippers yeah, can't. Can you, you you take back an expiring? So you just you're take gonna, like a case. You're going to have to take and, back a contract. Yeah, just a lesser one, basically. Is that and then get a first pick? Or are you trying to match salaries? Yeah, I mean the, the way the way I envision it is some team who is kind of like a mid tier team making a big move at the deadline where they give us their first round pick because they already know they're making the playoffs. So you're basically getting like a you know a twentieth pick or something like that, and you're taking back a different expiring contract for Gallo. So you're basically just swapping out salaries, and maybe you save a little bit of money depending on how much cap space they have. Like, for example, Ken Bazemore for Gallinari and a first from the Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or if, like, Kyle Kuzma is not as good as the Lakers want him to be, you know, this year. Because the Lakers got to go for it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they have to go for it. Like, you could do, like, Kuzma, you know, KCP, and JaVale, you know. And get close. Except for all those guys, except for KCP, are on. No, they're apparently they're all two-year deals. Maybe that's incorrect, according to the trade machine. Which is fine. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. If you can get back, if you can get back a guy like Kuzma, you could you do that. That's that's what you. That's the game from from here on with the Thunder. The yeah, game is asset acquisition. You're acquiring assets by taking on money or taking on players that they don't want or giving them back a player that doesn't really help you, you know, for your whatever your mission is, right? Like that's that's the game that you're playing. And so Man. I think that's I mean that's the position that they're in. And Chris Paul does not help with that, and that's why you want to break those contracts up if you can. And and the Heat get Chris Paul like Chris Paul, uh, uh, similar to Russell, is probably not as bad as everybody says, because I think with both those guys you pair their contracts with their decline, and you and it makes their decline seem so much worse, right? Like they both had declines, but they're still productive, good players, right? Like Chris Paul's a good player. The, the Thunder keep. Chris Paul, he's going to make the team a lot better than they would be if they had Myers Leonard and whoever else, right? I mean, that's that's a fact. Chris Paul would make the Heat a better team than all those, you know, contracts that are smaller. And so 
if you're the Heat and you're Pat, and Pat Riley, he wants to keep those young guys. He can keep the young guys, and he can get Chris Paul. It's kind of the best of both worlds for him. And plus, like, how much longer is he gonna be with Heat management? Like, he can't yeah. he can't be that much longer. It's like he's you have to make win now moves if you're the Heat, just for that can, fact only. Can you imagine if you're a Heat fan and you thought you were gonna get Russell Westbrook and instead you get Chris Paul? <laughs> Well, they're they're so adamant about keeping Bam out of bio. I know. All right, so I do have some Twitter questions. You want me to ask any of them? Fire away. So, who's got the dog? The barking dogs. Taylor, you can hear that. Oh, the yeah. door's closed. It's like in a Dude, other room. They're louder than so, you are. This question is for. Uh, this is for Alex. This is from S Westy. Three wise. Are we rooting for a Rockets championship now? No, no, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. If if anyone wants to, I said this on on Twitter. Listen, that's your business. If you want to root for the Rockets, just don't bring that into my timeline. Okay, I don't want to hear about y- your your love for the Rockets and oh, great win by the Rockets tonight. If I see any of that, I'm blocking it. You get at the very least. So, Bangelope asks, what comfort food should I use to eat my feelings? Gardettos. <laughs> Ooh, Italian recipe? Yeah. That, I bought a bag of Gardettos. I haven't bought a bag of Gardettos in years. Oh, they're good, huh, man? They're good. They're, they're good. good. It was good, it, sad I, food. I thought about buying my, or pouring myself a big old bowl of cereal. I didn't do it, though. Dude, I'm out of milk. Oh, that is a fail. And your house being out of milk is like. <laughs> yeah, like I'm surprised you don't have your own dairy cow. I'm surprised Dude, you haven't had to go to the store idea. yet. Dude. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have your own cow. I'd like to have a cow. <laughs> hey, so Taylor, this is from at this is Logan Glover at Turtle3309. Where's the best place in Tulsa to eat your fillings? Asking for a friend. Huh. Lone Wolf is really good. It's like uh, Vietnamese, like Asian fusion kind of thing. But they have this this uh, meal what called is Asian Kim- fusion. Well, it's like it's like modern Asian for Americans food. It's like so Americans are comfortable with. Isn't that kimchi. every Chinese place? Yeah, basically. But they have this this uh, meal called kimchi fries and you can add chicken or whatever you want to. But do you guys have you guys had ch- uh, kimchi? Yeah. Okay. Cream cheese? <laughs> no, kimchi. <laughs> Does it have that umami flavor? It's got that umami flavor. <laughs> so French fries, dude, listen to this. Name. Listen to this. Umami, it's a perfect balance of, of flavor. Okay, French fries. <laughs> they put cheese on it. Kimchi, a Thai, a sweet Thai aioli chili sauce whatever it is onions pickles holy chit dude i said chit with a c with a c c-h-i-t weird all right can we stop this please at, at austin ty smith okay this is a gr- great question imagine i gave you these two outcomes to choose from a month ago which one would you have predicted to happen number one thunder win a title next year number two russ is traded to the rockets for cp3 yeah you gotta conclude the picks. You can't just say C just for CP three. Like we just can't. Yeah, do that. straight up. I just can't do that. So um, this is another question from B Air Jordan. How does a pick swap work if we own all thirty picks? <laughs> we just pick whatever we want. 
seriously, the year that they have pick swap rights with Houston and the Clippers will be a very interesting year. Like, it will be very interesting to see. Like, they'll be able to choose whatever they want, which is so weird. So we had a ton, a ton of people asking us, like, what was our favorite Russ moment? And I feel like that's something we probably should save for not an emergency pod. So unless, I mean, unless you guys have that on top of your head, but I feel like we're going to have like a solo Russ dedicated pod, or maybe each one of the next three pods over next week are going to be dedicated to some of that stuff. Yeah. Just a quick preview. I think my favorite Russ moment in person is him hitting those three free throws to beat the Clippers in game five of the second Mm -hmm. round of the playoffs. Was that when KD sat on the other side KD of the floor? KD sat on the other side, facing the opposite direction. And it's funny because Chris Paul was the one who fouled him Yep, to send him to the line. Chris Paul. Oh, golly, freaking Chris Paul. He's such an idiot. Um, <laughs> well, let's just do it, man. Chris, Since we're doing it, we'll keep doing it. But Chris Paul going, man. fouls him. They go to the line. And so like the circumstances, they were down eight with like 40-something seconds left. I'm going to get some of the details wrong, but just go with me. Um, and it seemed just improbable. People walked out. A ton of people walked out. I was there at the game with Luke. And people were walking out. So let's just stay. Let's just see what happens. They won the game. And he hits those three free throws, which now feels like kind of improbable with the free throw percentage he had this past season. But it was crazy. Like, he was just ice cold and just stepped up to the line. And you could, like, Kevin would have missed all three because he was, he was just scared to even let Rush shoot them. <laughs> And he stepped up and he hit him. Russ was just, Russ is the coolest man. Like he's for for all the crap that he takes, like he is one of the coolest players that has had so many moments in NBA history. in In the playoffs, he's been to the finals. Like he's done a lot. I hate when people say things like, "Well, what do ha- what do the Thunder have to show for what they've done? This is embarrassing." Sam Presti's the worst general manager ever. They have a ton to show for it. And they don't have a championship. I get that. and that's. But the fact is, that's not all that matters. A championship is not all that matters. And you can ask a handful of teams if they would rather have what the Thunder have had or, you know, a chance to win, like, one championship. Like, if, if you're Toronto, in fact, and this is a question that people have asked, would you rather have the one championship or would you rather have the 11 years of success? And some people say championship. Some people say I'd rather have what the Thunder had. But it, that's where you can't say it's not, is, is not anything. Like you, you know that they achieved a lot. The city itself, like if the Thunder were the, the Hornets, right? Nobody gives a crap. Nobody's putting restaurants down there. No one's going to watch them. You're not going to watch mm-hmm. Bismack Biombo make $17 million this year. You're not doing that. Like Nobody's doing that. Nobody cares about the team. They're a total flop. That team is, is worthless right now. There's no, they don't have any hope for the future. They've got nothing. They just lost Kimball Walker, and they re-signed Terry Rozier to this crazy contract where their general manager stepped up to the podium and said that he, we thought he might be a, a first-round pick this year. He's been in the league for years what do you mean of course he would be like what are you talking about like it's so dumb like it makes no logical sense so like to say that the thunder don't have anything to show is just illogical it's stupid they have a ton to show for it. and russell westbrook is is proof of that russell westbrook loved this city and still loves this city and gave 
everything he had to this city. He needed to leave. The Thunder needed him to leave. And it's it just was time. It's the, the, it was it was time for it to happen. But I don't want people dragging Russ through the mud and saying that he didn't do enough. That I mean, he gave everything. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. That would, that kind of comment would not come from anybody in Oklahoma City. Like no, those are the but comments. But those comments are yeah. Those comments are gonna are already coming through. But there, it's sure it's like championship or bust. But that's not the reality of the NBA. It's not. It's not the reality. Only one team every year can win it. Only one team. And yeah, and teams like the chance, like it's just it's stupid. It's a stupid argument. It's a, it's just stupid. The the mid two thousand Suns and the early two thousands Kings like those teams didn't win, but they're always going to be remembered. And you'd would rather be remembered than just be completely lost to history, which is what happens to most NBA teams in any given city or right. any given season. That is a great comp. Yeah, and uh, and those teams like I have such fond memories of watching. Like the Kings are those some kings, of my first yes. memories at, uh, as a basketball fan. Like them and the Trailblazers, actually the Jailblazers. <laughs> like, yep. Those are some of my first memories as an NBA fan. And then of course watching the Suns, and like yeah, like in the moment it felt so bad that they didn't win a ring. But I think as time goes on, you just come to more appreciate those teams and how they changed the league in their own way. Mm-hmm. And those, I think those magic teams in 94, 95, when they lost back to back to the Rockets, like how old are you? Me? I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you look at, you're right though, man. Like I could tell you almost every player on those Kings teams, you Brad Miller, Bobby Jackson, Doug, Doug Christie, Christie, Mike Bibby, Chris <laughs> Weber. I yes. Mean, let's nuts, just start man. naming Kings. Rick Adelman. Let's get Come it. On, let's go. But you're right. Like, you absolutely are right. Like, there is something to be said about 11 years of sustained success. And and not every franchise can say that, obviously. Scott Pollard. Yes. Hey, so, so Taylor, what's one of your – give me one of your top two or three Russ moments. I have, I have the one right here. So it's 2017 MVP year at the end of the season against Denver Nuggets. I'll never forget that that game. He hits a buzzer beater three to win the game by one point, gets him to 50 points. He has 16 rebounds, 10 assists, and they win that game. It knocks the Nuggets out. Uh, he was 5 of 12 from three, and he was 17 of 32 from the field. Now, just to remind everyone that Victor Oladipo was not the Oladipo we think of now, in that game – he was 3 of 15 for eight, 8 points. And also Kyle Singler was 4 of 8 and also had 8 points, but had 3 steals, 3 assists, and 1 block. And Victor Oladipo had 6 rebounds and 2 assists. Victor Oladipo was not the player he is now. That 2017 Thunder team was terrible. And Russell Westbrook was amazing. Well, it's he the was same, the MVP that year. It's the same game that he clutched or he had clenched the uh, triple double for a season. Yeah, Samaj's corner three. <laughs> he was a uh, well, and Samaj was the only other player to hit a three that game, other than Rush. I'll tell you one one of my favorite <laughs> moments just from that season is they're playing the Rockets and they're up, I think one or two, and. Alex Sabrinas is throwing the ball in and he probably gets a five second call and he passes it into Russ. And instead of Russ like just dribbling out the clock, he jumps up and dunks so hard on Clint Capella. Yeah. Left handed. 
yeah, that may be in the running for my favorite one. I think the other one is the Lakers uh, when they're playing him in the playoffs and he hits that shot and it's Ramon Sessions grabs him as he just mm-hmm. flings it up to yes. the rim. And it goes underhanded. In and yeah. That was mine. That was game five, 2012. So that was the year they went to the finals. And it was tied 70 70. And he hits that flip shot. And then it, it's more about the reaction afterwards. It yeah. was just like the perfect rust reaction. And then there's when you watch the replay of it, it shoots immediately to Kobe's face. And I didn't realize this until right now, but that was Kobe's last playoff game because the next season he tore his Achilles at the very end and he didn't play in any of the playoff games. Wow. So that was Kobe's final playoff moment, getting uh, beat by Russ. Wow. wow. And then one of my favorite parts about that shot, too, is I don't know who it is, but he's one of the guys that works for the Thunder game operations, and he's on the sidelines, and he's got his hands over his head like, oh, my gosh. It's If you ever watch it, just watch in the background of that guy. He's just like literally in that stadium was just going crazy. I yeah. also think the sham god, when he – did the sham God and gave that assist to Adams. That's one of my favorite yeah. moments too. That was a 15 assist game or something crazy. 15, 16, 17, one of those games. And uh, gosh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the first year we went to the playoffs and we played the Lakers in the first round and the Lakers ended up beating us four two. right? We got two games out of yeah. that, right? And uh, they asked Kobe Bryant, what you think of KD and Russell Westbrook? And he said, those are some bad MFers. And I'll just never forget. That I felt so good, <laughs> like as a Thunder fan, I know, man. still being in high school. I was in high school still. What else? You got any other ones? <sighs> let's uh, let's save them. Let's save them. So for, here's for a Russ Russ pod. We're gonna have many Russ pods. Yeah, we're gonna have many many Russ pods. But I will say this, man. Like, there's a and Royce wrote an incredible article. You probably already read it if you. Are listening in the morning, but he wrote an incredible article just talking about the importance of Russell Westbrook to this team. Is there are so many layers to how important he was and is to this franchise, and and there's ups and downs, and there's this is a weird way for it to all come to a conclusion, man. But I have no doubt in my mind that it'll be one of those things that Russ signs a little contract, you know, and comes back and retires because. I mean, he's the pillar. It's weird. You thought forever Katie was the pillar, but Russell Westbrook is the the piece that made this city what it was over the last 11 years, man. And they've had such an influence. And nobody, if you're listening to this and you don't live in Oklahoma City, you've never come to Oklahoma City, you don't understand the franchise changed our entire city. Like, it changed our entire city, and Russell Westbrook stands at the center of that, man. And, and it's bittersweet for it, obviously, to happen this way um, in the sense of going to Houston, but uh, just a ton of respect and enjoyment of what all he brought to this franchise. It's huge. It's enormous. And so thankful that I got to be a part of that for 10 years. Well I know. Uh, have you guys <laughs> seen the picture of Goran Dragic um, on Basketball Reference? You just sent it to me. It looks It looks like he's trying to like burp silently. Do the Luke fan. He's, he is doing the Luke face. He's doing the Luke face, but it looks like he's like burping. And he's like just trying to not not blow it out. He's about to blow out the burp. Just go check it out, everybody. Pretty good. The burp's coming out of his nostrils. Yeah, it's a nostril burp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, great content there on Basketball Reference. Just search Goran Dragic. It's it's pretty wonderful. 
Um, okay, guys. This, it's, I mean, I said it Friday at 2 a.m. that it's a new era for the Thunder. And there was some trepidation amongst the fan base of whether, well, we could keep Russell and just try to compete. Uh, it's over. It's all over. And I, I would be a little surprised if we don't have another emergency podcast sometime soon about uh, Chris Paul being traded. Please, uh, God. Please. It, God, if you're there. God, please. I'll... I'll believe I'll believe in you for the rest of my life. <laughs> if Chris Paul gets traded in the next two weeks, yeah, oh, that's what we need. Please, San- Santa, Please. Santa, <laughs> if you're there, hey, you know what would be a good thing for Santa to bring to your front doorstep here in the next <laughs> six months? Goran Dragic and James Johnson. Goran Dragic and James Johnson on a T-shirt from Oklahoma Shirt Company. <laughs> oh yeah good. nice transition hey yeah, we want to tell you about one of our favorite sponsors one of our favorite people Oklahoma Shirt Company and if you haven't heard us talk about them welcome welcome Oklahoma Shirt Company does all of your merchandise or apparel needs they can do hats they can do engraved yetis they can do t-shirts they'll do shorts they'll do backpacks they'll do whatever they have embroidery they do screen printing uh they'll do stickers for you like they will hook you up whatever you need they're going to do it also want to tell you about their shirt of the month if you're in oklahoma kansas or texas go online oklahoma shirt of the month texas shirt of the month or kansas shirt of the month and you will get a themed shirt delivered to your door for your state for 10 bucks plus shipping and fees you cannot beat the deal the quality is out of this world oklahomashirtcompany.com support the people that support down to dunk do it hey uh, yeah go ahead Jay. Alex, you want to answer more questions there i've got a few more so alex yeah somebody i just wanted to give you a chance since i did my little spiel about russ like do you want to talk about the debbie buckets basketball hour and how that's not, not going to be around um, anymore I'm in a, I'm in conversations with uh, my producer and some of the you know the grip guys who work on the show and we're gonna figure things out you know we don't really know what it's gonna look like going forward. Um, was, Russ has really put us and Presti has put us in a tough situation here. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with Deborah Buckets, but uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. So I do have I think <laughs> this is a really good question from I don't know how to say this A G H O L O R. Agalors, and he just brings up something I think is interesting, and uh, it says, "Talk about the starters to start the season for the Thunder." Oh, um, Shay, Shay, Terrence, Stephen, Yep, Gallo, two other guys, Gallo. That's guaranteed. So now we just, and then Andre, you know, Robertson if he comes back. Yeah, I think Andre will come back. And if not, the Bays man. Even though you say he's a four, I think he's a four. What about uh, uh, Diallo or Deontay? Oh yeah, Hami would probably get the start. Like, Hami's legit. Di- that's also something Diallo. that's getting completely lost. Is like Hami to Diallo is good. Man. Yeah, Diallo yeah, has comparing been his, on fire. Comparing his summer league this year with the ball in his hand to Terrence Ferguson last year with the ball in his hand. Dude. Like Diallo, Diallo is so much more comfortable. He has such a good handle yeah. compared to Ferguson. Yeah. 
And he's so much more confident. And and SGA and Diallo were on the Kentucky team together too, so they're buddies. Yep. And I'm telling you, the player that I am the most intrigued about from Summer League, because we had a bunch of Summer League questions and I just left them because I was like, there's a lot of other stuff going on, uh, is Dort. Lugentz. Lugentz. Say his first name, Dude. please. Lugentz. Lugentz. I still can't get Shea Gilgis. 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 Gilgis Alexander. You were, you, were, you were on a Thunder podcast. You better get that. I know. SGA. Uh, Dort is awesome. It's, and I don't know. I love him. I think he legitimately will make this team in the next couple of years. Like He's a beast. He's on a, two, he's on a two-way contract right now, but I think he'll get actual like Thunder minutes. Yeah. So, which of course with this team that's not saying a ton, but <laughs> He's a young Kyle Lowry, dude. No, he's not. He's like a young Mack truck. Yeah. Dude, he's like Kyle he's Lowry. Like, he's he's kind of more like He's not the, he's not a, a point guard really though. Like he's just kind of like, like Marcus Smart, but he's, he's like more athletic than Marcus yeah, Smart. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Yeah. He'd be I think better he, than Marcus Smart, really. He's he's not a great shooter, but he has no hesitation shooting threes. <laughs> he he's got the highest arcing up. shot ever. He took he made two out of three in, yeah, he looked in the good. game today. He looked good tonight. It is like, and then Her yeah, Hervey, Hervey, I think, is not athletic enough probably to stay on the court, but he'll play this year since Dude, he's been putting up some numbers though. He's a guy. Yeah. You remember last year where it was like we just watched Dakari Johnson? Oh my gosh. Just like <laughs> Post people up all game. They don't even have yes. a center. I don't think they have a legitimate center on the roster. Uh, no, they don't, which is great. Yeah. Because centers that play in summer league that aren't drafted in the first round are not a good idea. Yep. Well, remember uh, Osby, what's his first name? From OU. Romero. Yeah, remember when we were still playing in Orlando and he was putting up numbers and we were like, he might make he might make the team 15th man. <laughs> that's a fun conversation yeah that was when Jeremy Lamb was like <laughs> taking game winning shots God, he was so Lamb. bad in that summer league too <laughs> he really was he's terrible yeah but I think Diallo is really interesting I think Deontay's I'm obviously interested in Deontay Burden if you've never listened to our that's- podcast before I think he's great uh, so there's some guys in Dort like that's a great pickup he was supposed to be a first-round pick, and probably because he can't shoot, or at least people think he can't shoot, he fell out of the draft, which is crazy. It was a really weird draft, and he's a part of the, the weirdness. But to have him under contract as a two-way guy, who knows what happens. Like There could end up being roster spots available when they sign him. I just really got my fingers crossed on them waving Nader over the next few days they have here's what's crazy man if they if they just wave him with the roster as with the roster as is they're like 35 dollars away from the tax line that's awesome like it's it's like it's like hundred thousand dollars or something like away from the tax line wave three storm chasers and you're there yep that's it screw that that'd be great uh go ahead go ahead i have nothing to say go ahead jay so is it legitimate? And I, maybe I just don't remember this. Will tickets be cheaper with a team that's not as good? Well, it's a it's it's a marketplace, Jay. Supply the market demand. determines the value. I mean, yeah. they already sold season tickets, so those are sold. Yeah, yeah. they're screwed. 
Suckers. <laughs> but I bet you'll get cheaper on this secondary market. Secondary market is going to be crazy. Like you're going you can sit down low. Like if you want to go watch uh Thunder and another team that's not good. You want to go watch Thunder uh Charlotte or Charlotte. Thunder Boys. Chicago or Thunder Cleveland Phoenix. or Phoenix. The like Valley, you, isn't that the Valley Boys, the Phoenix, isn't that Phoenix? Yeah, man. Yeah, you want to go sit down low? <laughs> you can probably sit down low for 30 bucks. Like, no no joke. I'll do that all the time. Sit down low for 30 bucks? No problem. Hey, yeah. y'all need to jump on board. If you're not on board of the Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> you're clearly train. not because nope. you're just saying Try again. wrong. <laughs> the Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. If you're not, dude, I've been watching his film. Woo! Sweet babies. Dude. Woo! I've seen. He's got that umami flavor. <laughs> I've, uh, dude, I've been watching these videos on YouTube of him. He has never missed a shot. Unbelievable! Oh my god! Never seen him miss one. It's, un- it's unreal. No, I, he's he's exciting. The Thunder have exciting young players, and I know some. There's some people that really are not excited about a rebuild, um, but I think they have exciting young players. They've got. And I th- I think this is a chance for people to actually maybe like Billy Donovan because I think he could do a good job as long as he wants to stick around. And who knows if this if he wants to be in the NBA, this is a great situation for him because he gets to rebuild. They get to kind of form more of an identity, and it's hard. Like you don't want to form an identity around what Billy Donovan wants when you have Russell Westbrook and Paul George on your team. You form the identity around those guys, and now. You have a blank slate, right? It's like we like Shea's good, but Shea's going to he's moldable and you can put him to whatever system you want because Oh my god, he can yeah, do so many things. I just remembered how different this team is gonna look. It's gonna be weird. It is going to be weird because we have never stepped into the Chesapeake Energy Arena or the Ford Center and to watch the Thunder and Russell Westbrook not be on the team. That has yep. never happened. And it will be very very weird and now i mean steven adams is now going to be kind of the guy right like he's the guy that is going to probably have the most like media i would guess maybe shay would because shay's i mean shay's well-spoken guy i think that he'll people will really start to like him once he kind of gets in front of the camera a little bit once you watch him play um but i think the partnership between he and steven is going to be something to watch that will be exciting. They've got some guys that can shoot it a little bit. I think Terrence Ferguson's progress is interesting. I think what they can do with Baisley this year is interesting. Uh, Hami, does he start? Does he come off the bench? What kind of player is he? I think there's a lot of really interesting things with this team. And then the most interesting thing is they have 15 first-round picks over the next seven years. And mm-hmm. what's the strategy? What are they going to do? Of course, they're going to take players in the draft. That's going to happen. But this is where you watch around the league and see, like, who's the next guy that wants to leave? Who's the next young guy that wants to leave? And it could be Bradley Beal. It could be Carl Towns. It could be somebody on the Kings. You know, we just don't know. And that's a part of the storyline for the Thunder. A part of the story for the Thunder is a player that's on another team right now. And it's it's going to be fascinating to watch. And... We're, we're going to chronicle it here on the podcast. We're going into a new era. The podcast isn't going away. Three days a week, we'll, we'll still be going strong. Um, we appreciate all the listeners. We have a lot of new listeners listening. I'm sure we have some 
some haters listening right now uh, wanting to feed off of our of our sorrow about Russell Westbrook being traded. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Just hit subscribe. I don't care if you listen ever again. Just hit subscribe. Let it come to your feed. Give us a listen. Um, but I appreciate you guys. We all do. Uh, it's it's fun to do the podcast. It's not going away. We'll have live events. We'll, we're going to have to do some event involving Russell Westbrook and like a way to say goodbye. You know, like what I, I feel like that that feels kind of necessary to me. I don't know if we can pull Bank of Cinema Pub into it again, and I don't know if we could do like a video or have like some kind of thing where we can all share stories. I don't know. This is all just I I've had the idea. We have to do something. I feel like. Uh, this is too big of a deal for us to, to to not do anything or to just do like a regular Monday or Wednesday podcast about it. I feel like it's a bigger deal than that. But anyways, uh, you guys have anything else before we go? Nope. Yeah, I have like five different subjects. How long do you guys have? I have till midnight. Hmm. Something to think about. Uh, Steve is now the veteran leader on this team. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You guys have a great, great day.